When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'd like to start with your take on Nate Davis, who has yeah. created some consternation with a very, I would say, trying to be fair and accurate here, uncomfortable media session on Monday following practice. And a lot of the give and take revolved around his availability, when he would return. And it seemed to me, as I said on the Mullen Haw show, Dan, there seemed to be a, a disconnect between the team and the player regarding his availability and return. How did you interpret what was said and what do you expect the next step to be with Nate Davis? Well, I'm bothered, David, by the lack of clarity from both the player and the team because it's so unnecessary. And all it does is open the doors to as much rampant, widespread, wild speculation as you want to open the doors up to. And it's happening all over the place. We're almost five months in Nate Davis's time as a Chicago Bear. He signed with the team in March on a, on a free agent deal that was one of the, the biggest that they gave out this offseason. And we're about to head to Indianapolis for crossover practices with Nate Davis having not participated in a single padded practice as a Chicago bear yet. And so, yes, there is some head scratching that needs to be done. You need to wonder what was it that kept him uh, from practicing earlier in training camp. And then he came back for a day and then he was out again. And now it's just this guessing game. And it's just one David that I I think would just do the player and the team a lot of good to just get out in front of and be, 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 transparent and clear about and and we move past this a lot quicker than we're moving past this there are a lot of people jumping to conclusions with the lack of information and the lack of clarity so i think that would behoove everybody to try to get in front of this or at least stop the stop the the confusion or at least clarify things because i think what it does is it it leads us to wonder a couple things number one is this a veteran who just doesn't like training camp? I think that's the that, that's a question that crosses your mind. Dave Wanstead addressed that uh, this morning on the Mullion Haas show. I think number two, you do wonder if it's an injury and a return from injury, and there's a dispute or a debate over how quickly the player can return to the field. We see that all the time. And the third thing is, is that frankly, you know, you do have a veteran, regardless of how he feels about practice and regardless of where he is on the health, you know, spectrum. $19 million guaranteed is no small investment. And I, while I won't change my prediction for the season based on the availability of a right guard, I do think there's a responsibility that the team has to maybe clarify this. And also maybe the player has to, to recognize just what he, what his worth is and what he means to this season and this roster. My cautionary tale with all this is Kyle Long, who suffered that ankle injury many, many years ago and and was slow to, to get back through rehab. And there was questions out there in the public sphere on, oh, is he, is he rehabbing hard enough? Is, is he too soft to come back? And as it turns out, Kyle's ankle was shredded 
There was absolutely nothing to do with toughness. There was nothing to do with anything other than he suffered a devastating career-threatening injury that took a long time to get on the right side of him. And the Bears did him no favors by not coming clean with the the severity of the injury and leaving it out there uh, for a quote-unquote competitive advantage guessing game. And we learned everything we needed to know about the obfuscation of this information in the John Fox era when the Bears went 14-34 and in John Fox's three years as coach, right? Hiding in- injury information doesn't get you anywhere closer to a Super Bowl than giving it out and handing it out to everybody's doorstep on flyers that you put on the doorknob of everyone's front door. And so the silliness of this world where, where it's this paranoia of not saying anything in, in the, the interest of trying to create some edge that doesn't really exist, it drives me crazy. And there's mountains of evidence to show that it doesn't do any good. So here we are. We don't know whether Nate Davis doesn't like practicing. We don't know whether Nate Davis suffered an, an injury that is more severe to come back from. We don't know anything at this point. And so it is this guessing game. And here we are now. What are we, David? About four weeks from the season opener, the Wednesday practice of week one uh, are around the corner. And Nate Davis better be on the practice field the Wednesday of week one to justify what the Bears invested in him, to justify what he thinks he's worth to this offensive line because they need him to go to the heights that they want to go to this year. What we do know in the interest of context is that Matt Eberflus has recently, as Monday afternoon, reiterated that all of the players who are out are in no danger of missing week one. So he says football coaches mislead and obfuscate all the time. I don't know where Matt Eberflus is on that scale yet because, frankly, he's still relatively new. So he has said that none of the players who are out are in danger of missing time. So we'll keep him to his word because if he is wrong, as Brad Biggs reminded me this morning on the air, that will be something that he won't recover from from a credibility standpoint or at least have a very difficult time. And no coach who has, you know, coming off a historically bad season wants to be put himself in that position. Speaking of injuries, I also want to know what you think about this. Tremaine Edmonds has not practiced since August 2nd. The Bears went out and because of their status on the waiver claim list, were able to claim Michael Walker, an inside linebacker from the Atlanta Falcons, who made 107 tackles in 2022. Pretty good football player. Caught in a scheme change. He had played for three different defensive coordinators in Atlanta. Do you see any connection between Edmonds' injury and wanting to protect themselves from, you know, maybe his unavailability and Michael Walker being signed. A few things on this note. Number one, Tremaine Edmonds started practice on August 2nd and he didn't finish practice on August 2nd, but he met with the media on August 2nd. And I asked him after that practice directly, Hey, we saw you didn't finish practice today. Anything that, that we should know about health wise. Nah, nah, I'm good. Nah, nah, I'm good. Has not practiced since. So no, he wasn't good. We're two weeks past that. And so now we know that that was not a straightforward, uh, candid answer to a, a direct question. Is it related? The Bears still have two more preseason games to play. They have to play the Colts this Saturday. They have to play the Bills a week after that. They need to have linebackers to finish the preseason. Okay. They do not want to be playing TJ Edwards you know, a, a ton of snaps down the last two weeks of these preseason games. Right. So right now, I think a lot of these roster churns and roster movement issues are based on the idea that that you need bodies to get you to to week one. You know, and you have to play games and, and the depth on your roster is going to require these next two weeks to, to have capable fill-ins. Um, beyond that, we'll see where this goes. I, You know, Matty has also assured us that Jermaine Edmonds is in no jeopardy of missing week one either. That question was asked directly and he said no. 
if he does run into a credibility problem with this, David, you and I will start co-authoring a book called So He Says, in your words, right? And it'll be a, a, a bullet-pointed list of the things that Matt Eberflew says that, that, that were, were then debunked. This is the type of stuff in August that it, it drives you crazy because it is so unnecessarily complicated uh, and complex. But as it relates to Michael Walker, I don't know that there's much more to it uh, than just trying to to fill out a roster for the next couple of weeks to to get to the regular season and get through these preseason games with bodies that can play for you. That might be a good segment, so he says, but uh, <laughs> we'll remember that and make note of it. All right, so let's look at the linebacker position because uh, I think Walker is kind of interesting to me. Number one, he hit some incentives that escalated right. his contract for 2023. So he's he's due to make $2.7 million if he is, in fact, on the Bears roster. That's a lot of money for a backup, Dan. And I don't know if it's going to be any more than a cameo in August or a fact that they maybe think that it's worth it to keep him around because of his experience. He has started games. He started 12 in 2022. I want to know this. You have Noah Sewell and Jack Sanborn kind of battling at the strong side linebacker position. We know Edwin Edmonds and Edwards are locks. That's four right now. You're talking about a team that's going to play nickel probably 70% of the time. How many linebackers do you envision making the 53-man roster? And do you think that Walker is somebody whose salary will be the determining factor? Well, another name we haven't mentioned is Dylan Cole, who was a guy that was brought onto this roster to be a core special teamer. He's been hurt the last couple of weeks. If he was healthy right now, you'd have one of these linebackers that is uh, on your roster to be a core special teams piece and a backup in case of an emergency. And so we don't know anything about Dylan Cole's injury either. Surprise, surprise. Uh, another injury uh, information that, that remains a mystery. With Michael Walker, here's one thing that, that you can keep in mind with Ryan Poles and the Bears' current status in the, the waiver claim order. They're, they're first. They're at the top of the list. So anybody that gets waived, you have the opportunity right now to bring that guy in and basically take a, a couple-week tryout on. You know, you're not due to pay him that $2.7 million until you get to that deadline roster, which is much closer to week one. Um, and so what you have now is a couple of weeks to take a look at them, figure out, is there anything here? Is there something we like? Is there something that we can, can squeeze out of it? But with that price, it just doesn't seem like something they'd want to do at this point, unless they really, really, really felt concerned about their depth at the position, which they shouldn't if everything that the head coach is saying is to be taken at face value. And so he says, we don't know. So he says it's not an issue, but I don't know if it's an issue or not, which is why I think it's a relevant point of conversation. And I would not be so quick to dismiss. We all have been around uh, August situations that, that tend to become bigger issues than they originally were thought to be. And I just hope this isn't one of them, because I also think that you're right. The Bears are at the top of the list. They're going to take some chances. They can have extended tryouts. They tried out five linebackers on Monday after they claimed Michael Walker. They're, they're going to churn some people through. You talk about the roster churn, and that's all part of this.